and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. It's uh, Columbus Day. Everybody's been really busy. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. So many uh, Italian pride festivals I've been having to go to. Itali- He's Spanish. Same Columbus? Right. Yeah. Is Italian, and he was funded by the Spanish. You dumb fucking idiot. Oh, no. You stupid no. piece of shit. Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs, a podcast about dumb shit. I'm your smart host, Scott. I'm your medium host, Kelly. That's going to be the shortest cold open we've ever had, because I'm not using so much of that. Just jump in on the Columbus Just use the part, part where you wrong about Columbus. Yeah, I'll come in and say, know. Columbus uh, is from Spain, and then I get schooled by Scott. We can, let's go into a different topic. How did I get stuck with the fucking Garbo chair? I'm like, this is the second <laughs> the week in a row. You're well, in the nice right. chair. I'm not it's in the nice... Time. The listeners keep emailing us asking what our chair situation is like, so we might as well go into it. Okay, Scott's work on a leather... Scott is the smartest host. I get uh, The chairs basically go with our rankings as host. <laughs> I get the swivel chair because, again, smartest. No history. Then I deserve a haunted chair being the medium host. I'm haunted the one who can chair. communicate with spirits. Kelly... The reason why we're in the chairs we're in is because we have sat in the same positions every single time no, we've done we this. No, we have not. Okay, the first couple, you and I rotated back and forth, but we have landed All on right, these spots. All right, these chairs moved. <laughs> That's, but you know what? I was in that green chair a handful of times. Now, people are always asking, do you guys sit in a triangle? Yes, isosceles. <laughs> now, they want to know... It is shorter on this side. Kelly is further away than Scott. Scott and I are, like, right next to it's each other. It's borderline scaline. But, <laughs> yeah, Kelly is, uh, Kelly's off in the distance. But we can barely see him. <laughs> Marty and I, the angle between Kelly to Marty to me makes a right angle with yes. Marty being uh, 90 degrees. You're actually a little, a, you're more like 70 degrees, I would say. <laughs> oh, Jet's here. Scott's uh, cat made an appearance. Yep. All right. There. Let's now describe really more details. <laughs> more, okay, we're in a basement. It's... We're talking about history. Marty learned nothing from this movie. <laughs> which that movie is, would you like to tell us? An American Carol. 2008. I cannot, but first of all, holy shit. This movie shit. brought about the recession. Hang on, let's just, because nobody's going to know what this movie is. This is a 2008 conservative version of A Christmas Carol done by David Zucker, one of the guys who did Airplane, all the Naked Gun one stuff. One of the Zucker Our brothers. second right. Zucker movie. It is our second Zucker movie. Will it uh, be our last? Maybe. God, I hope so. For a little while. Uh, it's a movie about a Michael Moore-esque character who learns traditional... Esque. A Michael Moore... Yeah, that guy did sort of remind me of Michael Moore. <laughs> oh, that's who they were goofing on. Oh. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it, guys. I get it. Uh, he learns traditional American values. This movie cost $20 million and made back... Seven. Wah, wah. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, uh, I go a little, into it. Let's go. Top two. Uh, do you want to guess what the tomato meter? What it got? I believe it's uh, seven. Sixty-four. Eleven percent. Sixty-four. But that's the critics, mind you. Those liberal leaning critics. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The liberal elite media, and then an audience score of forty-seven. So remember, Hillary got the popular vote. <laughs> 53% of people don't like this movie. Reviews were, yeah, mostly negative. Uh, people, Some conservatives said it's as funny as Airplane was. Oh, my God. And then God. Some, pe- some conservatives... Objectively, no. Objectively, <laughs> no, objectively no. there's fewer jokes. There's, first yeah. off, just fewer jokes. And many of those jokes are just the same joke, which gonna, is... We'll get into we're going to get into it. it. Uh, somebody else, a conservative viewer, also said, besides making fun of the left, it's really not doing much. And boy... 
I don't even think it's making fun of the left. It's my first thought. I was, I was going to, one of my big talking points. I have mm-hmm. a big talking point here. Kelly's big talking point. It, it's, it's walks the line between, like, making fun of the left, but also making fun of the right. And in the sense that, like, their, that's what their beliefs are, like, the right's beliefs are. And it's like, there's no way people can think this and enjoy this content that they put out there. It's Wait, like, what? It's, it's like making fun of, this he, is what he thinks the it's right doing such thinks. a poor job yes. of making fun of the left that it's ultimately a satire of the right, which right. is not a unfair mm. thought. If that's true, that is on accident. It no, is on it's, accident. It's hundred percent on accident. This is a who's who felt. of conser- conservative Hollywood turned out for this movie. You've got fucking Kelsey Grammer who loves being in this movie. Mm-hmm. He is he is going oh, so hard. He's in a this boner movie. the entire time. Oh my god, he's also in. So he plays. George, pa- George Patton, who we'll get to the plot later, but he is the ghost of Christmas past, mm-hmm. and he is in 90% of this movie, <laughs> and almost his only recurring bit is that he likes slapping Michael Moore in the face, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, a bit for everyone in the movie. They all like to slap him in the face. This is one of the well, main jokes okay. in the movie. Listen, here's the thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me take... Let's get... Come into the bunker. Let's get into the strategy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. When you want to take somebody down politically, what do you do? Call them fat. (laughs) A, insult their appearance. Yes. B, come at them like Wile E. Coyote. Come at them like the Three Stooges. He falls down a lot. There's a lot of Michael Moore getting stomped in the face jokes. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my notes was just that they got their fucking money's worth with that dummy. That dummy. stomped on the face. Wrecked. A bunch of times. Yeah. So this movie, it's a Michael Moore guy who's got a, he's, first off, there, there's a framing device to this movie that Leslie Nielsen plays a grandpa at a barbecue who is uh, telling a bunch of his grandkids the story of a Scrooge of America who wanted to cancel Fourth of July, which mm-hmm. is Michael Moore's character's journey. Michael Moore's character has a nephew who is enlisting in the Marines, I believe, or the Navy. Uh-huh. Uh, Which is supposed to be the, the Scrooge's nephew. Correct. Parable. He's the, uh, not Jacob Marley, the um, Bob Cratchit. He's the Bob Cratchit of the story. Oh, no, no, no. In, well, in The Christmas Carol, he literally has a nephew. Yeah, that's Bob. Him. Well, it's like his employee. No, his, his, his nephew is <laughs> they're two different people. Marty, do I have to school you in they, English now? They combine them because isn't Bob Cratchit the one with uh, Tiny Tim as a son? Yes. Yes, oh, so sh- they combine you know them. What? They combine them. You've schooled me. I've schooled you. Uh... There's lots of parallels to Christmas Carol, which they don't really make fun of at all. They just do a Christmas Carol. No, no, it's not a spoof of a Christmas Carol. It's a reskin of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, exactly. Remastered. I would argue that because it does such a poor job of doing a Christmas Carol, it's almost satirizing the structure of a Christmas Carol by, like... Depicting how it's not, it doesn't really work as a modern storytelling I'll device. I'll say to you what I said to Kelly. If that's true, it's fucking on accident. I know that, but I think it, it goes so beyond being good that it just becomes really good somehow. Fair enough. It's like the room to you. Uh, the movie. The room. Oh, the movie. The room. Uh, I thought you meant movie room, yeah. which I'm like. Boy. Well, I was in, to me watching this movie was like the movie room where I felt like I was trapped for years and years. Yes. Uh this is a a movie with I'll say a couple of really funny moments. What are they? Give me the give me I've the got funny moments. When the terrorists are all named Muhammad. Oh my god. Did so you love funny. that, Marty? Well, here's the thing. Okay, this movie yes. is obviously in response to fucking 9/11, which like basically 
Islamophobia. You yes. just had the green light for seven until two seven years of no, yeah, but apparently. like this is so far after this, and it's also so far after Fahrenheit uh, 9/11 came out. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Moore's big documentary, Taking Down America. Well, that's the whole came thing. Out that's so this, long before this. This entire movie feels like it was made because like. Which Zucker, David, David Zucker, Zucker yeah. saw, you know, Fahrenheit, or like saw some... On uh, HBO some or something. Early yeah. 2000s yeah. fucking Michael Moore documentaries and got so mad about it. Yes. That he, because he's trying to troll... Uh, Liberal Hollywood, let's right, say. But, or he's trying to troll Michael Moore. Like, I think he That's, hopes that Michael Moore would see this movie and feel all bad and shit. Oh, I but do it's, make he's showing his whole films. ass by like, you know what I mean? It's, it's the whole thing of like... When uh, conservatives are like, "Oh, did I trigger you, Snowflake?" Yeah, yeah. But they they get so mad about the idea of being of people being sensitive. That yeah, they fucking shit like, their pants. Right, they it. go into a, a crazy thing where they make a twenty million dollar movie. So about like all it. Michael Moore has to do to fucking you know like win whatever this this thing is just not respond at all. Can you I tell you something? I mean? Fun fact. Larry, so much energy this guy wastes. I mean, you know what I mean? I imagine know. making, hating somebody so I know. much, you make a whole movie about them. Which, okay, two thoughts. One, this movie is supposedly a takedown of, like, all liberal media, all liberal Hollywood, all this stuff. But it is, like, as far as doing that, it does that all so poorly. It is literally just focused on Michael Moore. Like, it is so personally attacking him and what he, like... There's, like, one, like, award show segment that's, like... Again, four minutes of the movie, and that's it. That, by the way, that was the other part that I actually thought had like the idea of making fun of like liberal hypocrisy, right? That's a fair thing to tackle, mm-hmm. and they could have done more there and actually made the movie like I don't know, fucking good or something. Well, here's but the thing. we know there's a lot to make fun of about like absolutely. That's what I'm getting at. Are like you class, could have made classical this. liberals. Like yes, yes, there's a ton to fucking go on. But again, this movie is too. It's so too safe. Mad about like very specific things to fucking like have any self awareness. Like the other thing I was gonna say, Larry King live on Larry King live. Larry King showed Michael Moore a clip from this movie, and Michael Moore just shrugged and said, "I hope it's funny." That's all he <laughs> said. About it. He won. He, he won. won. He won. Exactly. Just like, that's all he had to do. Okay. He's the bigger man. Yeah. Literally. I mean, wow. <laughs> Kelly. Well, you, should, you write for those guys. Oh, I wrote. I wrote for this movie. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, I will say like. A lot of the jokes of this movie, I would say the main joke of this movie is people telling Michael Moore documentaries are bad. There's a constant recurring joke of, like, documentaries win awards. By the way, Michael Moore is the most successful documentary filmmaker of all time. His movies made, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. His movies made more money than David Zucker's movies have. I would argue that uh, (laughs) any documentary is more, more of a movie than fucking... Like a parody movie, like of course. Yeah, these goofy ding dongs. The movie ends. Okay, the end of the movie is he learns his. Or, but we'll get to this. But he, the basic idea is like, oh, he comes around and he likes America again, and they're like, oh, he starts making movies that are pro-American. Finally, people come to see those because they like movies that are pro-America, mm-hmm. which is such a like. This movie's gonna make so much fucking money, like thing at the end of it, and then yeah. the movie tanks yeah. like so hard. It's less than half its. Like uh, Christian movies go out and make money. Like movies that are like appealing to like right leaning right leaning people actually do make lots of money. That is like a whole market of the film industry. This movie couldn't even tap into that because it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, I have a note here. This I've seen more. So when I was in high school, we and uh, we had to take a personal finance class, mm-hmm. and they had this like. Uh, 
educational video with Turk from... Um, Down Faison. Yes, from yeah. uh, Scrubs. <laughs> that was more entertaining than this movie. Yeah, <laughs> legit. I've seen instructional videos that are funnier and more entertaining than this movie. The Taliban training video was the other... The, so the, the liberal, liberal hypocrisy and the Taliban training was my two things. I was like, okay, these were like decent enough jokes. Like the idea that the Taliban have a training video and that it's like bad... Fine. That was like I was like. Just, isn't it just like Goofus and like a spoof on Goofus, Goofus and Gallant? Yeah, something like. Is that. Is it that? Okay, that's what it was. The okay. training video because it was like yeah. Hitler oh, East shows up on time. You're right. And yeah. This guy He's doesn't. Dumb idiot. Print yeah. off. This directions. guy knows about Columbus. Yeah. Idiot boy does not. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Okay. Oh, also. There's a ton to make fun of. As we know, again, uh, documentaries, there's a ton to make fun of. Like, you could spoof Michael Moore documentaries. But that's so the thing is they didn't easily. go into any of his movies specifically. No. They just, into, uh, they just came, they basically just fell back on how can you hate America when you're making so much money doing what you're doing? Yeah. And, like, how can you, you hate, hate America? capitalism and yet yeah. you use an iPhone. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like so stupid. It's like there is so much to parody with. Even just Michael Moore specifically, let's say there is stuff to parody. He puts himself in front of the camera. They kind of make fun of that a little bit, but they don't go far enough with that. That's a big thing with his movies that you could easily make fun of. Why does he include himself so much in his movies, right? That's an easy one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, some of the hypocrisy with, like, him making the movie, there is, like, a deeper thing you could get to there, but they just don't care enough. They don't care. It's like... Uh, Okay, um... God damn it. I gotta pull up my notes, too. I'll, I'll say the other thing I would say about this movie is it felt extremely cheap. A Christmas Carol yeah. is a very magical story, and this movie just, like, George Patton shows up, and he's like, well, we're gonna take you to the past. And they just go to, like, a fake college campus front area with, like, four people picketing oh, the yeah. Vietnam War. It's like, God, it, like... Also, uh, all the, um, like, costuming for, like, liberal people is, like, so... Like, whose aunt did this? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, okay... So it start the the um, who's Scrooge's like old partner Jacob Marley. Jacob right? Marley, is, yeah. Uh, the Jacob Marley character in this <laughs> is JFK. Is JFK who? Because okay, so the sort of the two points that they beat you over the head with throughout the entire movie is that Michael Moore hates America and Michael Moore thinks all wars are uh, bad, unjustified, and yeah. bad. And so it starts off with. Uh, uh, Michael Moore watching a JFK like speech and he's like yeah JFK gets it and then JFK looks down the barrel of the camera and <laughs> yeah. is like you think that I don't like doing wars I do like doing wars and then he slaps him yes uh, which again everyone just slaps him is yeah. their big joke Bill O'Reilly has a cameo and slaps <sighs> him Bill O'Reilly is green screened in at the end of the movie he is screen- <laughs> they couldn't get Bill O'Reilly to come yeah. show up no, to the one shadows day are like completely insane from the other side. oh my like, god uh <laughs> so uh the so th- this is like 40 minutes in too yes. when like it takes ha- like, so a long lot of setup oh for God. something we already fucking know is it's happen. called an american carol we uh, don't need so much setup we get it <laughs> they have a framing device explaining the movie to yeah. you as it goes it's, it's like oh, this movie is so yeah. stupid it's so stupid <laughs> so anyways what so about 40 minutes in is when we get into the like instructional or like the edu- you can tell this is where they're like giving you their yeah. thesis of the yeah. So it's mostly just Patton, like, explaining things. Yes. History. Uh, so what? So of some of the examples that he uses for why, uh, why, uh, why war should happen mm-hmm. is that uh, 
there would be slavery. Yes, slavery would still if we exist. Did, if, war, if we didn't do wars, we'd still have slavery because mm-hmm. of the Civil War, which, okay, then it wasn't just about states' rights. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Fucking gotcha. By your logic, <laughs> asshole. Uh, Scott's making a response movie to an American Carol right boom. now. <laughs> yeah, it's called... I don't know. Uh, Silence overtakes the studio as Scott looks through his notes. I'll, I'll jump in here. <laughs> I'll jump in. Uh, just a fun fact. This is one of the last film appearances for two actors. Do you guys want to guess which two actors? Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie yeah. Nielsen. This is one of his last on-screen roles. And Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper wow. died. They both died in 2010. Was Dennis Hopper the judge? Dennis Hopper shows up as the judge okay. in this movie. We'll I felt, get to that part. That's the part where I, like, it It flipped. It became something else. I felt so bad. Me. I'm like, you made a movie. You made, like, the quintessential, like, Free Spirit America movie, and you're just selling out for this garbage okay. version of that. This garbage version of that. Some more uh, Patton flashbacks. Yes. They take uh, Michael Moore to his childhood times, and he's got this like uh, hot girlfriend who loves him. Oh <laughs> He leaves her to go to film school, and they're, like, sort of suggesting, like, look at this fucking cuck boy. He would rather yes. go to film school than kiss the pretty girl. Yes. And then an Can't army relate. man Can't comes, relate. And yes. then an army man comes and uh, steals the girl, and Michael Moore comes back and is like, what are you doing? And you think he's going to be mad because they're cheating, but he's mad because she's with an army, army guy. guy. He's literally a cuck. Like, this is, like, such yes. a... You know, okay, yes. you know what? Here's where I give the movie too much credit. Is yes. like, this is, like, uh... A hit job? <laughs> or just these same ideas are still alive in, like, the modern oh, conservative for sure. guys. That, like, liberals also, like, will let people steal their women, I yeah. guess. This is the point in the movie where I was curious. I was, like... Was this funded by the army? Because this movie is so over the top pro army the entire time, and they're like implying like women love dudes in uniform. They're well, like, if you women don't get horny for the army, then fucking do you get horny? Then what was nine eleven for? <laughs> Basically, yes. Uh, so then we get to oh oh. So then it shows the there's a scene where they're talking about the liberal bias in colleges, and then it goes into, may I say, just a fantastic music <laughs> That music number is horrible. It's where horrible. It's like all these, they got all these, like, it's like guys who, like, own a riding lawnmower uh, company, or, like, a bunch of, like, uh, what am I trying, I'm, they got, like, conservative moms and dads to dress up like hippies and pretend yes. to be. Yes. But you know, the, but you can just tell that like they're fu- well, they're like it, so they're too into it to like work as like a spoof of this even. Where did they find all these conservative uh, theater majors? You know what I mean? Like what I'll say though, I think here's the thing: people are looking for work. I think people just like sign up for gigs. Oh, it, yeah, this was a feature film that cost twenty million dollars. These people were getting paid a decent day, right? Like, I don't think it's just conservative because there's also like if you saw a fun cameo, Zachary Levi pre Chuck, I think. Shows up as a, one of the doctors in uh, I forget what sequence it was, the but big fake butt sequence. Dear <laughs> yes, God, fake butt oh sequence. my fucking God! That was another one where I was just like, "This has gone yes. so much further than I yes. thought it could." Shazam himself, though, is in that scene. Uh, the first thing I wrote down as far as notes on the movie was so Leslie Nielsen. It's kind of famous for being in all these spoof movies, right? Like. A big thing was that once Airplane took off and people realized, because he used to be a serious actor for Airplane, everybody knows that, Mm -hmm. 
Poseidon Adventure. Yes. Uh, then he was cast in like every spoof movie as a guy pulling funny faces and doing like goofy ass shit. Mm-hmm. Even though the thing in Airplane that is so funny about his character is his dry as yeah, fuck deadpan. delivery. Yeah. Yes. So the morph of him going from like dry deadpan guy, which is what he did in Naked Gun mm-hmm. also, into just like wacky dad thing yeah. is like it's the worst thing that's up uh, for any like comic actor it's so disappointing to see yeah. that people just like completely misunderstood what he was good at like he was so good at the one thing and he's good at the funny face stuff too but like seeing him stoop as low as being in this fucking terrible movie or where, he's like running around with in like a terrorist costume like which what was is he I don't get that. Is Leslie isn't playing multiple parts in this movie, or was that he's the grandpa who knows the story? I thought the whole and also okay. Well, how do you think he knows the story? The other this thing is how he got this information of this thing that really happened. The other <laughs> thing, the kids playing his grandkids are his the Michael Moore's nephew's kids. Right. Is that supposed to be like a tie? And they never explain that. They just like cast the same actors. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? And that's the one thing about it that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so that's another thing that I wanted to touch on was how he did that like documentary portion where he's in Cuba and he's just like, look at all these free medications mm-hmm. people are getting. They're all being treated. And then he's like trying to leave and everyone's like, you're going to America? Take me with, take me with. Mm-hmm. But then later in the movie, they basically like it's just it's so hypocritical because they have like the tiny tim bit and then the daughter and them being like you said you'd pay for my kidney transplant and it's like what the fuck like you you just said it was like i'm so confused by like what they're going for with the message there's like uh socialization of healthcare is bad but also our healthcare system is terrible yeah but also (laughs) hey rich uncle give us your money for our surgeries that whole like scene with the kids coming up and he's supposed to be like some asshole because he won't pay for these kids surgeries it's like what is what is going on here the healthcare system would be fixed if people would just be a little bit more Christian (laughs) aka tax the wealthy no, no, no. <laughs> Give. No, they earned that. No, no. Go they fund me. They earned that, and it's their right to decide if they will let the poor live oh, or not. Oh, boy. See, that's, you, just, you just said the exact same thing they would say, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would... Okay, so my big my biggest hot take on this movie, I legitimately think making fun of Michael Moore and the, the style and idea of this movie is far more un-American than anything Michael Moore has done. Michael Moore's movies are about... How like America has, is, has struggles and they're like ultimately trying to find solutions and like figure out what the problem is, right? This movie is just mocking ha- over half of the country. Most of the country is liberal, right? This movie is trying to like insult all of them and say they're all stupid assholes who are un-American. This movie is like, what if the uh, Al Qaeda actually made a movie that was trying to attack America? That's what this movie actually well, is. Here's the thing: what do we know about liberals? They hate America. They think it's stinky and bad. Yes. What do we know about conservatives? They love America. And when you love something, you want it to be Die. better. You, know, you <laughs> yeah. want it to be better and be the best it can be. So how do you make something better and be the best it can be? You say it's the best. You <laughs> never say anything bad about it. Yes. You just... It stays the same. You want it to stay yeah. the same. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Or romanticize the past and hope that it becomes more like it was in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yeah. Which never existed in the first place. <laughs> so, yes. uh... Uh, just going chronologically after uh, the uh, we get to the next part which is the ACLU zombies so uh, this is Patton leads him to 
a uh, a uh, uh, courtroom yeah. where these zombies are coming. There's the ACLU, and they're going after the Ten Commandments because they're trying to separate church and state because that was the uh, argument at the time for why we shouldn't have the Patriot Act. And also why we shouldn't torture uh, terrorists that we yeah, have captured. and make them be in naked cheerleading pyramids. So, uh... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> So the ACLU zombies are trying to climb up to the Ten Commandments and tear them down, and then uh, Patton and the army and uh, Dennis Hopper as this general all have uh, shotguns and are shooting them down. So does Michael Moore. Michael Moore also joins in. Michael Moore's like, eek, a gun! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yes, that happens this movie. And so they're fighting the zombies, and then uh, the so then um, we see the Patriot Act in in action. They run down to like a subway station, and there's these two terrorists trying to sneak in like a bomb to the subway. And because of the uh, the because the ACLU zombies stop them from searching these guys' bags, they get through. But then Patton comes with a shotgun and just shoots one of them, and they immediately turn into like a clip art explosion. <laughs> And then, uh, and then we cut to like the other ter- like the terrorists that are making them. This is my favorite line of dialogue from the whole movie: "Is uh, the Patriot Act is ruining everything." Uh, <laughs> again, like it's this whole movie reminds me of like an instructional video. Where like you know what I mean? Like it's like they're trying to. Never have I seen like a piece of legislature be so heavily featured. Yeah. In the movie. Like, no, it feels like it was funded to like promote this shit. Like it's so in- it's such propaganda. It's yeah. Insane. It's 100 percent propaganda. Like they show, they they show at one point during like uh, the uh, Hollywood Awards thing, they're giving an award to I I would look up the name, but forget it. Uh, the it's the German filmmaker who did a lot of the Nazi propaganda documentaries at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as their like big thing, and my first takeaway was like, this is the same fucking thing. Oh, yeah, how do you not see this? How yeah. do you not see how blind you are to this? Like, what is happening in this movie? The lack of self awareness. Well, because this the other thing is like conservatives are like, you're only liberal because like you like were told to be. Like you're just a sheep following. Like you, if you just if you took the time to do the research without a bias, you would come to the same conclusion. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I did what Google is, searches and a hundred pages in, I found the results I was looking for. <laughs> Right. Well, it's like you, you to, to tell somebody that and then not like give yourself the same fucking scrutiny yes. of like maybe yeah. I fucking have a bias. Correct. <sighs> Which again, you could critique Michael Moore for that kind of thing. You could say he leans left, he doesn't look right. Like you could have done that. This movie chooses not to. This movie chooses to be the most surface level parody possible. Mm-hmm. And speaking of surface level parody. We get to the part where he talks to George Washington. Oh, yeah. John Voight as George Washington mm-hmm. in decent makeup. Yeah. I'll give him that. They actually I, yeah. put some money into that. Sure. And he does, like, he tries. I'm like, okay. That's if, the one nice thing we're going to say about I'm going to say, they put a little bit of effort into the George Washington sequence. And so George Washington, like, tells him, like, you're a dumb idiot, yep. you hate America, yep. BBB, just yep. on the same points we have been. And then he yep. opens the door to the 9-11 graveyard. Yes. And they also... Oh, tear- like, okay, seriously, this is fucking disrespectful to the people that Legitimately. Died I, Legitimately. Like, to, to turn... You know what? It would be like... It's... it's it would, it's just a shot away from having, like, a 9-11 uh, haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Right? That is the graveyard. He sees his own yeah. grave. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah. It and is then, disgusting. And then the scary ghost of uh, Christmas. 
America Future comes and he's like, hey, candy ass. Which, by the way, the ghost, the angel of death in this movie is Trace Adkins. Not Trace Adkins doing a character. Yeah. He's literally just Trace Adkins. Yeah. That's the fucking, that was the big get they got. Was not even like a big name in country music, like a fairly big name. Like mm -hmm. in wrestling terms, he's like a mid Carter. He's not well, like a in main. In diet terms, well, he's huge, but. Uh, <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> So he takes him to the future. This is what this is the future you were going to bring about. Yes. If uh, you continue your nefarious ways, Michael Malone. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that, by the way, that's his name. This Michael movie. Malone. Yeah. I've been so to lost this whole time because <laughs> you guys have been place. calling him Michael Moore, and I was like, "Who's this Michael Moore guy?" Oh, he's a famous uh, documentary. Yeah, filmmaker. I know, but oh, he wasn't okay. in the movie. It was Michael Malone who was in the movie yeah. that we have watched oh. and are talking about. They got this is an original character. <laughs> they got Chris Farley's younger brother. I know which. <laughs> Sad. Yes. <laughs> Boy. Hey, you uh, know what? Actors gotta work. Almost as sad as LA being turned into a little place we call Bin Laden City, baby. <laughs> yes, they imply that the US, because of Michael Moore's negative movies, mm -hmm. the US surrenders to the Al Qaeda. To Al Qaeda, yeah. I, the, the best part. And the Al Qaeda's first demand? Make LA Bin, Bin Laden, Laden City. City. <laughs> the best part about this movie is how. Uh, all of this stuff that they're, like, criticizing America for all got, like, turned on set, right? Like, our involvement in the Iraq war and Af Afghanistan has only made the region worse. We've only caused more problems there. Well, listen, Marty. We Let me make this simple for A you. liberal president killed bin Laden, let by the way. Let me make this simple for you. Without the Patriot Act. Listen, candy ass. Listen, <laughs> ass hat. Let me make this simple for you, okay? Oh, boy. I don't like being called an ass. There's two... You got two choices. Now okay. slap him. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great sound. It's like a this is your butt. You could have shake it around. You could step on it. Yeah, you could have clapped. By the way, uh, there's you got two choices. Okay, right? I, there's two. There's two roads in I'm, foreign. You know what? I love okay. picks. You either uh, drone strike civilians. <laughs> yep. Or you let them in, and we change LA to Bin Laden City. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are the two options. You I gotta have. tell you, I would be Bin Laden City because I'm a bleeding heart liberal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Obama was a liberal. He drone strikes civilians all the time. Kelly, I'm just gonna let you have that one. <laughs> so then Nothing we to add to uh, the uh, the fake ass segment, which I don't even remember. Is it that because they because we because again we chose not to drone strike civilians? Now Al Qaeda came in here and is like blowing stuff. Up and that's why Michael Malone's uh, <laughs> ass is severed, and so then they have this. By the way, oh his, they could have. Okay, you know what? Cut one eighth of the George Washington makeup budget and get a better fake ass. <laughs> that thing was disgusting, just because it looked like it looked like a Cronenberg, like it looked like a growth growing off the wall of like a space vessel, like if a spore disease came in. That was oh not just God. like a severed fat ass. And even no. if it was, why would you? What's let's? You know what'd be so funny is if we had these two severed butt cheeks, like Scott, hams, sitting I, on a tray. I gotta stop you. <laughs> It wasn't severed. That was his whole body, but the only the way they were identifying him was through his ass. Because they were uh -huh. saying he has such a famous ass that the only way we yeah. got his, his body's been so destroyed that the way we can identify whether it's him or not. So it's they his ass. severed it because the ass is not attached to a body. I'm pretty sure it is, isn't it? No, it's on a tray. I just said it's on a tray. It's on a tray. <laughs> oh, let me go. Because they're like carrying it around and like throwing it and stuff. 
I don't remember. I honestly don't remember this, but you know what? I'm going to trust you. You probably blacked out, honestly. <laughs> like it's... At this point, at page five of my notes, I was just uh, like, I couldn't stop. I couldn't keep pausing the movie to take notes. So I, I, was, I, I was... had one, one note left, okay. and I was just Go ahead. Jimmy Carter alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah! What? That was bonkers. Out of what nowhere. did he do wrong? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He loved the country and put solar panels on the White House. What a psycho. What an asshole. Yeah, yeah like, God. It's bonkers. The guy who, like, gets beat up and goes immediately to do Habitat for Humanity, like, the next day, he, like, falls down and breaks his face, and he's immediately back to doing charity yeah. work. There's an absolute. <sighs> Jimmy Carter, one of the best presidents. Uh, or like I one mean, of the most underrated presidents. I think he's a good person and a bad president. Isn't that what people say about it, him? It's it's that he was ineffective, right? Like he his problem was that he couldn't compromise enough, and he also mishandled a lot of foreign policy stuff too. Mm-hmm. And he won't stop talking about peanut butter. <laughs> he loves he loves that peanut farm so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say. The big hook of this movie that he learns traditional American values and loves America in the movie is so completely unearned by the movie. He doesn't change his behavior at all. He just says, oh, there's a bomb at the Trace Adkins concert. Let me try to help him. But he's not even the one who solves the problem. It's the other terrorist guys who have decided through this movie that they like America now. Mm. Which, by the way, why isn't the movie... Two terrorist guys. Why did they just make four lions or like something like that? Where it's like these well, terrorist guys. The guys who made four lions made it. I know, but that movie. Did that movie come out before this? I think that movie came out before this, right? Nobody. I knows. don't know. Nobody yeah, knows. It's better. That's, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but like that that movie, the idea of like Al Qaeda terrorist guy who learns I, again still disturbs me that they'd make that movie but at least that makes more sense as a movie at least that like could have a character arc and there's at least like a reason for parody to exist within that the michael moore thing it's like there's just not enough there for a full fucking movie there's just nothing there uh he's fat (laughs) (laughs) he eats pizza he eats pizza he eats a lot he eats there's a pizza with a rat on it is the opening scene well when i did this i took the uh the american carol uh, challenge and I ate everything he ate. You had to and, find a and mouse. I'm, dead now. I'm a ghost. Yeah. He's constantly eating. He's also constantly grabbing women, which is like a thing. Like every time he like grabs a woman and Patton's like, "Whoa, you're not learning anything." And by the way, he doesn't. He just keeps grabbing women throughout the yeah. whole movie. So it's like, what? What? Who is this for? Like, what am I supposed to think yeah. at the end of this? Yeah, it's a good thing no conservative ever had a problem with grabbing women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yo. All right, let's, rating time. Yeah, let's rate the movie. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, as a spoof, yeah, it didn't. Um, oh my god, I had so many more thoughts that I didn't get to. Let's just. Well, it's fine. No, unless we're gonna make this episode a two-parter, yeah. let's just let's just end it's for the audience's sake. <laughs> yeah, for uh, real. Yeah. Uh, it was hard enough just to watch it. As a spoof. I'm gonna give it a point nine one one. Jesus. Because oh, yeah, because... it didn't make fun of a Christmas Carol, and um, a lot of the things that it was spoofing were like straw man arguments for just shit that's not yeah. true, and uh, it wasn't very funny. And then as a movie, I give it a negative nine hundred eleven. <laughs> it was really hard to sit through and not entertaining or funny Wait, or you, good. And you love calling production value and the acting was bad and I didn't like any of the background music and the shots were lazy and it sucked. Yeah, you really love calling the police. Is what I'm learning. Yes, mm-hmm. Kelly. Uh, one out of ten as a spoof. Zero out of ten as a movie. Very good. Economic. Bad movie. Yeah. 
the special effects were awful. The set design was terrible. Like, the last scene was just, like, the cherry on top of the cake with the ship that they were at. Mm -hmm. And it was just clearly, like, a set and not convincing at all and frustrating as, like, someone who enjoys movies occasionally. (laughs) Having to spend my, like, one movie a week on this sucked. (laughs) Well, we're going to try to avoid that as much as possible. Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) You know why? Because we're going to run out of the good spoof movies real soon here. I've got, uh, as a movie, I'm going to go first with the movie. As a movie, 1 out of 10, artistically, it's the most hateful thing I've probably ever seen. It's like watching, I said this already, it's like watching a Nazi war propaganda movie. It's not entertaining, and it's honestly not well made. It's not very creative. It's not fun. It's very cheap with simple morals. Those Nazi war propaganda movies, you got to give it to them. Production value. <laughs> Through the up roof. There, up there. Great flags. Yeah. Yeah, just a very, like, basically what you guys said, just everything about it is, like, poorly done and just bad. Two out of ten as a parody. I gave it a point for the fact that it does reference A Christmas Carol, though it parodies it exactly zero times. The structure is at least a reference to something. And I said because it parodies liberal hypocrisy a few times successfully, so I gave it one point. That one point basically goes for the joke where they are, like, serving them, like, lobster at a fundraiser for solving world hunger. I'm like, again, it's the dumbest way you could do that joke. Like, it's the worst version of that, but at least, like, that's a place you could go. Imagine if Alanis Morissette was a stupid man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Paris Hilton's in this movie also. I just uh, remember hey, that. I, paycheck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, again, yeah. Or maybe she's very political. Dave Allen Greer. I'm like, Dave Allen Greer, come on. You're not yeah. hurting for money. David Allen, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was it. Yeah, I had nothing else to say. Just that uh, it's a bad version of American of A Christmas Carol. And uh, that's going to do it for it. Well. Scott. Yeah. Do you have a novelty song to play us this week? I do. And I will tell you what it is. Right now. Okay, I'm waiting. Well, here I go. It's called... I, I would love to hear it. All right. Well, in that case, why don't I tell you? Hey, Scott, be my guest. Like they say in Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. be my guest. Well, I'll put your service to the test and tell you that today's song is courtesy of the red, white, and blue, parenthesis, and the angry American, <sighs> no. parenthesis, by a little fella named uh, Toby Keith. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why does this count? How does this count? Uh, this was released in May of 2002. Uh, and you know what? Let's just get into it. We'll hear a little. Uh, we recommend to the listener that they listen to the whole song, but right now I'll give you just a little taste of uh, courtesy of the Red White. Justice will be served and the battle will rage. This big dog will fight. All right. Uh, I have the lyrics written down here, but maybe we can go back to those. So, uh, by the way, we just listened to all of this together and we did a fully synchronized uh, sign language performance. So, look up, look up Double Dream Hands <laughs> and then apply it to this song. Yes. And that's what we did. Yes, pretty much. So, uh, this song was the lead single from the album Unleashed. Uh, <laughs> Boy, was he. How many so, albums uh, are titled Unleashed? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> only ones about dogs. Yeah. Uh, Baja Men. Uh, it was, uh, so this is what uh, Toby said about the song. It was written for everybody. And when you write something from your heart... Well, I had a dad that was a veteran. And he taught me how precious freedom is. I was angry. I was so angry when we were attacked here on American soil that it leaked out of me. You know, some people wept 
when they heard it. Some people got goosebumps. Some people were emotionally moved. Some people cheered. Some turned their fists in the air. So... I hate him so much. I, think. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I picked this song because, like, obviously it's like this post... 9-11 sentiment of like again where like Islamophobia and just general like nationalistic rage where it really brought us okay, all together really, yeah, <laughs> our hatred for uh, 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 for Middle Eastern people <laughs> yeah yeah, just it's not like even just generalized it's, it's anybody who's not like the country just man a lot of people just hate anybody who's not white let's be honest yep. I mean that's a big part it's a and well or, the, or they're just they, they don't need uh, too much of an excuse to right right it's like oh, yeah. it's like the second that happens it's like yeah, yeah let it go through yeah yeah, so... Uh, by the way, I love that this... By the way, But obviously, is, he's, make, he's making a fucking dollar off of it, more or less. It's yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, so, uh... Like a war profiteer, more or less. Like, uh, like yeah. <laughs> I have said that... Me- I I believe I've had many Facebook statuses calling Toby Keith a war profiteer. And, like, anybody who That's did... That's probably where I got that from. Yeah, it might be, because <laughs> I've said that a lot. Like, like a lot of, like... Top the, five ro- war profiteers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number one, Toby Keith. Uh, <laughs> like, all of those country guys who did songs like this, like... I know that a lot, a decent amount of them did give proceeds to like families and stuff who were affected by 9 11. Well, but like, it's even not the then, money thing, it's the clout. Too, it's the clout. That, yeah. that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like Toby Keith uses this to like boost himself as like this guy who now forever will be able to play county fairs. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, he's got a gig. Yeah. If he wants it, he's got a gig. Yeah. Well, and the and whole, we'll put a boot up their ass. I mean, again, it's like a certain, there's a certain like horniness for the. Killing yeah, of people. yeah, it, it's it's reveling in like more destruction as the answer to destruction, and I'm not saying you can't have like a strong response to. If you hit me, then I will hit you back, yeah, and exactly. then you hit me again, again and, and then I hit you back. <laughs> yeah, yes, basically. Yeah. I was gonna say I love that. So we picked an American Carol because this is our lead up to Christmas episode. It's not a Christmas episode. That'll be next week's episode, but. Uh, it we just is, wanted to get you guys. We wanted to get you this the Christmas mindset. spirit with a bunch of like 9/11 propaganda stuff. Yeah. Ding dong, merrily on high. Am I right? <laughs> I like, ironically, like that song a lot. I think it's great. The funny thing is, like, <laughs> I think it's like really shitty to listen to it and then be like, "Yeah, let's go to war." Because mm. <laughs> when I listen to it, I think it's really funny. Yes. To think of how. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like red blooded and mad that song yeah. is, and like. It I'll, does come from a place of anger that I understand, but, like, the whole idea of, of like, the whole scenario happening of us going to war with them, looking back on it... Well, that's the so thing, is, funny. like... The, yeah, it's, it it's, is. Uh, so we, we attack countries that had nothing to do with it, and we're still in bed with countries who had everything to do with oh, it. Oh, it's the fucking wars. Toby... Yeah, it's so what am I trying to say? Conservatives have a certain, like, rhetorical advantage because if you, like, try to criticize this song, then they can say that you are oh, disrespecting you the people who lost like America. Yeah, but that's... It's, this, it's is, like, this is mocking that stuff more than we are. You know what I mean? Like, that this song is, like, making a mockery of people's I don't think it's mocking it, but it's, it's using that as leverage, and that's just yeah. very getting famous. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, though. Super that, tacky. Yeah. And there's better ways to like you could write a book about 9/11 and uh, and critique yeah thing but like it, the part of no, the let's problem is the oversimplification. The, I'm not, yeah, I was gonna say Scott. I'm not gonna read a book about 9/11, <laughs> but when you put 
9-11 into a pop song that yeah. sends chills down yeah. my American spine. It has like spine. a 44 word count. <laughs> oh you could do a song that's God. this, but like just like slightly obscure it and make it like at least artistic yeah, somewhat. Yeah, when September ends. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God, so good. He wasn't even from America and he's a... He's, Oh, so good. Uh, he loves our country, though. Yeah. I, well, I think he just likes Halloween. He just likes October. Billy Joe? Spooktober. Yeah. yeah. He's a big Spooktober guy. There, it definitely, he's definitely from America. When are we doing that song? Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green, right. Day, Green Day is from you gotta Michigan, learn Columbus. You, you got to learn Green Day. Day. Oh Where are God. they from again? I think they're it's from Michigan. Canada. No, they're from California, I'm pretty sure. What? Oh, yeah, they are. I remember yeah, seeing videos call. of them performing in high school. Thank you. Guys, vamp? I'm going to look it up, and you guys vamp a little bit. All right, well, I don't need to vamp. I have something important to say. Some more information about this song. Did you know that this song caused a feud? Between who? The Republicans and the Libertards? <laughs> the Libertards. That's a new word there. Uh, Marty loves that band. Um, so... <laughs> They're called the Libertines. They're a post, uh, post-Britpop revival band from the early 2000s. So, much like the Donald Trump, uh, Rosie O'Donnell feud, there was oh, a little feud it. between Toby Keith and Natalie Maines, the singer of the Dixie Chicks. Oh, yeah. Uh, was, I remember this. Yeah. So, uh... Was it on wrestling or something? Natalie Maines, uh... Yeah, they, they, they had a Lego... It's the only way I would know. Match. Only way I would know. Match. Uh, so, uh, Natalie Maines publicly stated that the song was ignorant and makes country music, uh, sound ignorant. True. Yeah. And, uh, Keith responded by belittling Maines' songwriting skills and displaying a backdrop at his concert showing a doctored photo of Maines with Saddam Hussein. Uh, okay. What a child. Like, what this a baby. This reminds me of a, this, okay, this is a little bit of a side tangent, but this reminds me of a story. This is a post-9-11 story from uh, when I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade. Oh, Can't boy. Uh, so this is probably around the, about the same time. <coughs> I'll say, you know what, fuck it. It was May, 2002. Uh, and I was uh, riding in a car. Somebody's mom was driving. We were on our way to, like, a, some kid's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this kid, he's in the grade below me, I won't name his name, but he's along for the ride. We're all just, like, talking in the backseat about, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, But then we start talking, somehow uh, Saddam Hussein gets brought up, or, like, the Iraq War or something like that. And this kid is like, you know what my dad calls Saddam Hussein? And, you know, I was like, oh, what is it? It's got to be, you know, he's got to have some crazy, saucy name for, for this guy. And he's like, my dad calls him so damn insane. That's your story. <laughs> That's <laughs> podcast worthy. Hey, you know what's funny? That real life thing that happened came to a screeching halt. So did that story. <laughs> so damn insane. It's just funny. It's very that bad. It's, it's funny that like yeah, or like it that hyped like you up. That's the yeah. problem. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so zany. And He's it's like, like the Joker. Saddam oh was a bad guy, but we also gave him all of his heart. Gave him his heart. Yeah, that too. So, anyways, uh, I know they got WMDs. I gave them to him. Yeah. <laughs> A classic. A classic. Uh, So, yeah, doctored photos of the singer from the Dixie Chicks with Saddam Hussein. And then uh, in May of 2003, a year later, Maines wore a shirt with the letters F-U-T-K. Would anyone care to take a guess at what those letters are? It's for Futka. It's for what? Futka. Futka. Yeah, Futka. Yeah, she's she's from another country. It's a Dutch term. (laughs) Yeah. So when asked, a spokesperson for the Dixie Chicks said that the acronym stood for Friends United in Truth and Kindness. (laughs) That's great. Uh, I like that. But many took it to be an obscene shot at Keith. Why? Well, they understood (laughs) the acronym to mean "fuck you, Toby Keith." What? 
First of all, you starts with Y. <laughs> this podcast is explicit. In you August, starts with Y, you're right. 2003, a few months F-Y-T-K. later. F-Y-T-K. Yeah, you're right. Keith publicly declared <laughs> that the feud was done. Uh, he was done feuding with Natalie Maines uh, because he realized that there are far more important things to concentrate on. He publicly declared it? Was he asked about it? I bet he was asked about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so would anyone like to take a guess at what this song uh, made it to on the charts? Number one. There's no way it wasn't number one. Number one. Number one with a bullet. Fourth yeah. of July weekend. Yeah. 2002. Which, you know. Wait, when did it come out? 2002? May of 2002. Yeah. Oh, so, shit. No, like two months after. Were we still morning? Yeah. Could you imagine if he, it came out like October and you're of 2001, you're like, were you writing this before 9-11? <laughs> Did you know or something? Yeah. Well, Cheney wrote it. Cheney. <laughs> Cheney. Oh. Cheney wrote it and he like slid it to Toby Keith and he's yeah. just like, hey, we're trying to go to war. This yeah. is going to be a great little song for you, Toby Keith. <laughs> Dick Cheney. Aren't you dead? Get out of here. Yeah. Ah, well, I'm... <laughs> All right. It's just me doing Carson. Yeah. Also. yeah. <laughs> All right, great. I love it. It was... Well, uh, that's it. Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. That's great. Uncle Sam started shaking her fist. <laughs> oh, my God. The visuals Uncle in that Sam. song. They need... Okay, one the criticism... Statue of Liberty got real fucking pissed. One criticism of this song... By the way, thank you for tuning in to our hour-long 9-11 special. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. There needs to be an eagle caw in that song. That's all I'm... I'm <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah, like that, but more reverb. They do have the bells... <laughs> okay, thanks. the bells are ringing in this song, though. So. I heard the bells. Yeah. yeah, the bells you can hear. I heard bells them. That's how the Liberty Bell got cracked. Uh-huh. She was angry. Yeah. <laughs> she was shaking the bell too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Marty, 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 I got a cue for you. Go ahead. Do you have a present for everyone? I have a little novelty product for us this week. Yeah. A little Christmas. Let me. Miracle. Oh, Christmas Saint, is next week. This is, our, this is our Hanukkah gift. Oh, okay. oh great. It's a advent calendar. All right. There's no chocolates in that one. But no, just not not just any advent calendar. It's a 24 days of sex and seduction advent oh, calendar. <laughs> so advent calendars. Oh, I actually had notes for advent calendars. If you guys want to finish opening this one, I can get some notes. But this advent calendar is a Hanukkah calendar. <laughs> I was gonna do a Hanukkah themed thing, but this was too good to do. Uh, so advent calendars. Also, are... none of us are Jewish. Yeah. So it no. feels weird to like. It's it's a novelty. It's a dreidel. It's not a novelty. It's culture. So the Advent calendar was invented to count down the 25 days of Advent leading up to Christmas. You guys won't, aren't Catholic, I believe, correct? Neither of you are raised Catholic? Uh, no. What does that have to do with that? No. Advent was like a, it's like a Catholic thing, specifically. Oh. It's a calendar with little windows you open one at a time, usually with a little treat and a Bible verse inside the window. It has since become a thing used for, like, usually kids get it for Christmas. Now kids have 24 days of toys or whatever. But milk chocolates. Yes, but this one is 24 different days of sexy suggestions for you and your partner. Yeah. Are we allowed to open them even though it's oh, well, well, let's open these bad half boys. Half of them up. should be open. Yes. By the time this episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh hold on. Now, let's, all right, I'm just no, going to no, no, open no. one and let's see what kind of things we Now, my yeah, suggestion is we have to one do next. one of these things. No. Uh, Jesus. On Mike. <laughs> is this is that you're referencing how uh Kevin Malone was really horny and grabbing women all the time. Yes, yeah. definitely. That's what I was doing. Okay, very close to Malone. Uh, okay, I'm, opening, Malone. Uh, I'm opening uh, number five here. Okay. On the fifth day of Advent, 
ride on his hard sleigh and take that horse from a trot to a canter while gently stroking his favorite ornaments. Me next. Kelly's going to open up a window now. This implies that you're going to have sex every day, 25 <laughs> days in a row. By the way, this also, sounds exhausting. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, we're all... I'm sorry, but like... Maybe fucking, when I was 19, right, maybe, <laughs> instead of sex, it maybe was it's, it's, Maybe I'm just throwing shade at myself at saying this, but 25 days in a row seems like a lot. Like, by the 25th day, wouldn't it be kind of... No matter what the suggestion is, it would be a little bit like, you know... Same old, same Drink old. a Gatorade? <laughs> yeah. Or just rest. Replenishing like, yeah, fluids, yeah, man. The, this calendar, it has a picture of a man and a woman, I assume, <laughs> and Santa peeking his head down the chimney, looking at them on the sofa, and Santa says, try arching your back a little and pop your left leg over. Yep, like that. Perfect. As if what he's, the fuck? He's, he doesn't have a camera. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, his other hand is somewhere in yeah, the chimney. Yeah, it's not in the shot. <laughs> so they're suggesting that you should get a third party involved. Yeah, let Santa watch. There's also like an emoji in the window. Anyways. Kelly's opening one? Which day is it? Uh, this one's called, it's the first. On oh, the, shit. First the first day, day of, of ass. <laughs> and then why is one in the center? One That's use confusing. condom, two <laughs> dick things. <laughs> two Prince Alberts, three. No, it's five. You gotta, Damn it. Come on. I just couldn't think of another one. Santa's lap. Whether you've been good or bad this year, you both will be getting gifts tonight. Ladies, show show Santa just what a naughty girl you've been and twerk on that thing. This one's pretty boring. This is They're all just the same thing. This is this is exactly hey, his Christmas tree. Put your put penis in his vagina. Guys, <laughs> I'm going to open the last one. Or wait, how does this even work? This what calendar is all. Dick to they're the all in a different tree. order. That's why I was confused when the I opened it. The calendar is randomized Put also. That's how most advent chin. calendars are. are. They? Part they of the fun is it. finding the number. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm going to open the 24th one. This is the la- for the last day of advent. Ooh. Let's be real. You've probably just eaten and drank your way to a coma and boinked yourself silly for the past 23 days. Get some Z's tonight and enjoy a Christmas See? cuddle. We, we, we guessed wow. it perfectly. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. No way. Right, what a disappointing up. end, though. Number 23, Jim Carrey. By the way, if you're uh, one of my siblings who has listened to this podcast, you are probably getting this for Christmas this year. I can you tell got you two of right them? Now. Or are you giving them the one that's open already? I'm going to give them the one also, that's open already. Also, why are you already? giving them an advent calendar on Christmas? That's the worst gift ever, Mark. Because it's funny. Yeah, it's already over. It's that, over. It's for you next year. They family, should make advents for My family wraps uh, up like January. potatoes to give to each other and shit, so. Oh, yeah. dang. You this have, like, Columbus a thing is starting to make more sense. Wait, you're going my family This one tub. says, uh, deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la sex. <laughs> Me, you went through the process of opening a window to do that. Oh, yeah, and to read what it says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I don't have x-ray vision, Marty. Mm. The girls are just along for the ride this evening. Let Santa do all the work while he spreads joy across the land and across her clitoris. What? I don't know. God. Also, you I, have to okay. If you give this to anybody, yo, you have wait, to be in a Santa wait, suit wait. when you do it. <laughs> that, that makes all these way funnier. Guys, it's in Comic Sans. How have we not commented on that? Well, I, guys, that was our novel. Santa's going to be peeking later, later <laughs> at this calendar. Uh, that was our novel product for this week. So, 
to all of our listeners. I hope you enjoy your drive to your holiday th- mm-hmm. this coming weekend mm-hmm. or whenever you're going to Christmas. Uh, and to everyone who's not listening, uh, bah humbug to you. Yeah. Your listening is a gift to us. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with our very special Christmas episode of Gremlins. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it.